Welcome to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by Line Star App. Here's your host, Casey Bubba and Scott Bogman. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at Line Star Sports. Make sure you check them out on Twitter at Line Star App and at Line Star NFL. And most importantly, download the app in the Apple App Store to get everything you need in the palm of your hands to build your winning DFS lineups. We already previewed the two-game Saturday slate for you. Go download that and listen to that. We've got three games on Sunday for you now. All in, well, Two in SC, one AFC. Let, let me get that right for you. We're going <laughs> to break that all down with the picks and bets, your DFS preview, all the good stuff and things. But before we do that, I'm on Twitter at BDentric, and my co-host is always on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Scott Bogman, how are we doing, man? The important AFC game is on uh, this slate here, of course. So uh, I am ready for some NFL action on wild card weekend. It should be a ton of fun. I'm ready for it. Yep, should be a really, really good one. Got a little, like really good games too. Like really, really good games to break down for you. So we'll just hop right in it. We'll get the picks going for you here. Kicking things off, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. It's going to be a windy one. Rain should die down before the game starts. Maybe a little bit of remnants there, but Tampa Bay minus six and a half over under a 46. This has actually moved to eight and a half now. So Ooh. I forgot to put it on our sheet, but uh, Tampa Moving Bay quickly. now an eight and a half point. Because playoff Lenny, isn't it? It's playoff Lenny time. I, I think it's uh, more about the money coming in on Tampa Bay. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, look, this game um, to me just does not match up well for Tampa Bay. And I know statistically Tampa Bay led the league in rushing defense most of the year. I think they it ended out with Baltimore being number one because, you know, Baltimore can't stop the pass at all. So teams are just passing on them. Tennessee ended up two. Uh, they just led a lot of games. So a lot of teams playing catch up against the Titans and uh, the Bucks were three, but to me, I think they have the best run D in the NFL. So I'm going to go with the Bucks because I think they match up so well here against Philly. Uh, Philly, the number one rush defense against one of the best rush uh, rush offense versus the best rush defense, uh, in my opinion, in the NFL in Tampa Bay. They just got a great front seven. I don't think it matches up well. And when you don't match up well, if it's frustrating, it's not working for them. Now you're going to have uh, Jalen Hurts have to throw the ball to win. And we've just seen issues with that. It's not all Jalen's fault, but it's not the position you want to put him in on the road against the champs. You know, uh, you don't want to have him have to throw the ball 35 times to win this game. So for me, on that side of the ball, it's definitely a Tampa Bay win. On the other side of the ball, it's a little it's a little more even, right? Because Tampa Bay backed into the playoffs offensively. You know, Tom Brady uh, said, we're not perfect. And, you know, A.B. goes down. Chris Godwin uh, goes down. You know, you lose two huge pieces to your offense. Lenny went down and he's coming back. Is he going to be hundred percent? I hope so. We want Lombardi Lenny. We want to see him rolling. So it's going to be a little bit tighter. I think on the offensive side of the ball for Tampa Bay. Um, but I just, I think you have Tom Brady back there, man. They're going to find a way to win and put up points. I think Jalen hurts makes a couple mistakes. So for me, I'm going to take Tampa Bay in this game. I am going to take the under because I think Tampa Bay matches up very, very well. And I also think that uh, Tampa Bay backed into the playoffs offensively. So I love the under here, but I will take Tampa Bay and lay the points. It's a tricky one because I, I like what Philadelphia is doing, the physicality, the run game. You mentioned the run defense from Tampa Bay, which I don't disagree with. 
Um, Hertz used his legs very well the first time they met, ran for 44 yards and two scores, even threw for one and 115 yards. They're replaying it on NFL Network right now. I just yeah. saw him run into the end zone and fire the ball uh, at, at the end zone, almost hit the camera guy, and then Mike Trout was laughing because he's a Philly uh, guy. That's right. And, and Philadelphia only lost by six in that game. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen again, but I know they can hang, and I feel like they're playing better football now too, which is interesting. Now how healthy is the running back core? Like all these guys have COVID and they're coming back. Lots, lots of questions there. Dallas Goddard, stuff like that. That's a tough one. I'm going to go Tampa Bay in this game. I, I don't love it at all. I'm going to go the over though. I think both teams uh, push the ball and score some points. Like you can throw on this Philadelphia secondary a bit, especially at the tight end position, which we should see lots of this weekend. And um, I think playoff Lenny is going to come back healthy because similar to what I talked about on the Saturday show with Darren Waller, they, they, they took their time getting Lenny back. And now this is what they wanted him for the whole time is the playoffs. So here we go. I'm going Tampa Bay. I'm going the over. And I want to see Green Bay face Tampa Bay in Lambeau so Green Bay can send Tommy home. That's what I want to see. You don't want to see uh, them versus the Cowboys? Well, it, that, that'd be fun, too. That would be I, later, I guess, too. Yeah, so. that'd be fun, too. Uh, San Francisco at Dallas, speaking of those Cowboys, this to me is probably that could be the game of the week, actually. Talking about matchup-wise, A, it brings back one of the biggest rivalries in football. Yes. Um, Dallas minus three, so it's a close spread. Over under 51 by far, well, not by far, but the highest spread of the game week. Only one of two games in a dome, so we have no weather to worry about. Dallas is clicking right now. They're coming in clicking. The Niners defense is playing very good, and the offense is moving it with Debo and company. This game is very fun to me. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I this game is probably the tightest, and I do think it is a bit of a true coin flip. But for me, look, the sharp money's on San Francisco, and I get it. You know, Dallas hasn't been clicking on all cylinders going in the playoffs, although I do think it was very, very smart what McCarthy did here and, um, you know, went ahead and played everybody to get them to put up 51 points and get a little more confidence, right? We haven't seen Zeke look that good in a while. We haven't seen uh, Dak look that good in a while either. So, um, and they get pieces back on defense they didn't even have last week. Micah Parsons didn't play. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence gets better every single week he's on the field. So, for me, I'm going to take the Cowboys and lay the points. Um, it boils down for me in this game to Jimmy G. And Jimmy G not only making some boneheaded mistakes that we've seen him make, you know, and just absolutely tank a game for the Niners. You saw that against Tennessee on Thursday night football, right? Uh, it's also the injury. The injury doesn't help him. And I know he got better as that game went on last week and they came back and won. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, which is why this game is a coin flip. And it's only Dallas minus three. It's not out of the realm of possibility that we're not even talking about that after this game. It didn't factor in to uh, Jimmy G's performance but it's the mistakes that he makes and why Niners fans and a lot of people will not want to depend on Jimmy G is why I can't take the Niners in this game. So give me the Cowboys. I'll lay the points. I'll go the over though. I think this is a little bit more of a shootout. I think what we saw from Jimmy G was good when he's not making those mistakes. He puts it on Debo and Shanahan has been creative. Uh, Eli Mitchell is, is looking healthier as we go as well. So um, I do really like the over here, but I got to stick with the home team and take the Cowboys. This is a very, very tough one. Very, like you said, it's like a coin flip. Do you go with the home team? Do you go with this Niners team that just seems like they're, besides that Tennessee snafu, which might not be a snafu looking back on it when all things are said and done, they're playing some really good football right now. So this, this one's tough. I'm going to go with Dallas on this one. I think they're going to get the job done at home. Don't love it. I'm going to go the under, though. I think it's a good football game. I think it's back and forth. 51 is a big number. 
I could see it being like, you know, 24, 27, 24 and push the over. Like I, I guess be right around that number. It's a good number. 51's a really good number. But I'm gonna go Dallas in the under thinking Jimmy throws one too many picks and screws things up there. Pittsburgh at Kansas City, the Bogmans farewell swan song to Beg Ben. Kansas City minus 12 and a half over under 46. Yes, Bubba is one of the 12 people that sent me. Uh, welcome to Big Ben's retirement party flyer, blah, 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 hosted in Kansas City. All that nonsense. Um, I thought it was more interesting. The TikTok bowl between Juju and Patrick Mahomes' brother, I thought <laughs> was good. a little bit That's funnier good. Good. as well. Um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh in uh, against the spread here because, like you said, it's 12 and a half, just because the playoffs tend to play a little bit tighter, right? So, um, Tyreek Hill also not quite a hundred percent. The chiefs beat the crap out of the Steelers without Travis Kelsey last time though. And that's going to be a big mismatch in their favor as well. But because I really like Ben's attitude in this game and I know a lot of people rolling their eyes and Najee even was like, what? Because Ben was like, look, you know, we're probably the last ranked of the 14 teams here. We're going to be double digit underdogs or whatever. 20 point underdogs, I think is what he said. So let's just go out there and play and have fun. Look, when Ben is rolling around and, and uh, you know, escaping tackles and that kind of stuff, he is way more dangerous. I think he lays it all out on the line here in this game. And I think that gives Pittsburgh a chance. Is it going to happen I don't know, man. You know, if I had to bet my life on it, I would definitely pick the Chiefs. I, I understand that. Um, they'll probably win this home game, but I will take Pittsburgh in this game. I'll also take the under here because I think if Pittsburgh is in it, it is through the strength of their defense, uh, a la mainly TJ Watt, of course, uh, and Cam Hayward. So uh, on the back of that, I will take the Steelers and I'll take the under here, but I understand going anyway in this game because the Steelers did not look good a couple weeks ago against the Chiefs. Yeah, they didn't look good last week against the Ravens either. But they won. Um, yeah, they because they're enough to win. Yep. Good enough. Yeah, just like good putting on a lipstick, a lipstick on a pig. Sometimes it looks good. Still a pig. Um, I'm gonna go Kansas City in the over. Kansas City in the over in this one. KC's doing something here. Got Arrowhead. You got the the faithful coming into play there. You got Kelsey in this game. I don't even care if Tyree Kelsey Tyree kills that healthy. Uh, we saw what Pringle did against these guys a few weeks back. He torched them. Um, you know, we had Hardman have a big game. CEH might come back. Daryl Williams. We don't know who the running back is. It doesn't matter. He can run all over Pittsburgh. I think Kansas worst running in the NFL. Most yeah. yards given up. Pittsburgh. Exactly. I think Kansas City dominates this game. Gets the over. They score thirty plus on their own. So Kansas City and the over in this one. And that'll wrap up our Saturday show. Now let's talk for the picks and bets part. Now Sunday show. God, I'm all over the place. <laughs> let's talk DFS for this one. Now it gets fun. We got three games instead of two, like we did on the last episode. So you got Mahomes, you got Brady, you got Dak, you got Jalen, you got Jimmy G, you got Big Ben. You can take Big Ben just out of out of fun? Absolutely not. No, I don't <laughs> want to take Big Ben for funsies. No, thank you. Uh, I'll take Dak. Dak yeah. is my guy here, 6700 bucks. And I think the thing here with Dak is uh, Dak is going to take it on his shoulders to win this game, which means we're going to see running from him, particularly in the red zone. I think he will. I think uh, I'm going to call him to score uh a rushing touchdown in this game. I think he definitely doesn't. My other option would probably be Jimmy G. Uh, not that I like him, but I do think they're going to be down in this game and have to play catch up a little bit, especially if he puts them behind the eight ball. I don't think they're going to go to Trey Lance or anything. So it's Jimmy G's uh, game here. So I like him as your cheap option at, um, you know, 5,300. That game also the highest over uh, of the ones that we've talked about here too. So those are my two main options at quarterback. 
if you want to pay for Patrick Mahomes, no problem with that at all. Pay for Patrick Mahomes. But I'm with you. I want Dak or Jimmy G in the dome, highest total. Uh, I'm a big fan of both. Like if you think Dak's getting it done, he's going to get points to begin with, but that means Jimmy's going to throw it a lot. So you get both. Uh, one thing when I dug in on Jimmy G this week, he's cheap. I know we always make fun of him for the dumb plays, can't make the big pass because a lot of that's true. But it's the old adage, if you just look at fantasy production, Jimmy G's getting you like 17 or more points, I think, four of the last five weeks. Right. At, at his price tag, that's totally fine. When you look at like Mahomes getting you 25, it's eight points, but $2,000 difference. Like yeah. these are the little things here. So I don't hate Jimmy G. Like if you're playing cash game for the whole weekend, if you just want to punt the position, play Jimmy G. I don't care. And then you can go get Cooper Cup and whoever else you want for the six-game slate. That's fine. Um, so I think Jimmy G is definitely in play as a value. Dak's the guy I prefer. You can make arguments for any of the other quarterbacks not named Big Ben on this slate, though. <laughs> All right. Running back position, you got Najee, Zeke, Eli. You called him um, Lambo Lenny or whatever you called him. Lombardi, Lombardi Lenny. Lenny. I call him playoff Lenny, but you got it. Um, CEH, Jones. Paller, there's all kinds of options. What you got? Uh, look, I don't not paying up for Najee with this elbow injury. It kind of scares me, especially when he came back and didn't carry the ball in his right arm at all. Is all left arm uh, last week, so I'm not doing it. Uh, Zeke has been overpriced for a while, so to me, uh, Eli Mitchell is kind of your first guy, 57 and 74. I think he's a great value here. Uh, Lenny coming back, 56 and 73, a little dicey, but this price isn't bad. I, I like him here. Um, but I think Daryl Williams is my favorite buy going up against, once again, the worst run defense in the NFL in my Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Clyde Edwards is probably used a little sparingly in this game coming back. So I like Daryl Williams at 52 and 66. Um, you know, uh, the cheap buys, it's tough. Pollard is okay. Um, we saw um, Jarek McKinnon have a decent run last week. There's just not a lot to love down here. So for me, uh, my two plays mainly are going to be um, Eli Mitchell and Daryl Williams in this slate. What about some backup running back for Pittsburgh, Benny Snell? No, Benny Snell sucks. So yeah, uh, throw it out there. yeah I get it. And he look, uh, Benny Hell, Benny Snell is is a north south runner. He's not going to make a cut that you know gets him a thousand yards or anything. He can catch a little bit too, but he is like your basic slam it up in in between two tackles that that's it you know uh that that is all he really has he's a very frontline runner and that's it all right for me i like eli mitchell for sure just because the volume 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 and it just takes one big play so i'm a fan there my favorite guy is lenny fournette i I believe he's good to go and ready to roll uh, between the passing game and the running game he torched philadelphia the first enemy over 30 DraftKings points in that game so i love uh lenny in this one especially the price tag is super affordable so I'm with you there. Daryl Williams, I like a lot, especially if CEH is like out or they report limited or whatever. I think he's a great play as well. So I kind of focus on those three. If you're deep in a tournament, I don't mind Tony Pollard just because I don't, I'm not a Zeke believer. But And I think if they are throwing the ball more, they're going to Pollard over Zeke more often than not. We'll see. But I pretty much want to focus on um, Leonard Fournette, Eli Mitchell, and Daryl Williams as my main core. Question for you, since we'll mm-hmm. dig a little deeper. It looks like Philadelphia's got their guys back. Before COVID and everything hit, 
Miles Sanders was the clear number one. Would you go back to Miles Sanders, even though Tampa Bay's got that big boy defense? No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, because Gainwell looked good too, and they do like Boston Scott, so they're all healthy, which means no one is great. Uh, you know, if I want someone in the run game for Philly, I want Jalen Hurts. That's yes, who true. I want more than anybody else, but I don't really want Jalen Hurts. So, all right, wide receiver position is led by Debo and company. You got Deontay in a game where they're going to throw a ton. Lots of options. Obviously the. Cowboys receivers uh, are in play. Who do you like this weekend? I mean, your expensive guys, like you said, Debo is the number one to me, and he should he's priced uh, appropriately. He should be more than Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill's hurt. And if look, if this game gets out of hand and Kansas City's winning going away, why would Tyreek Hill play most of the second half? Right? Uh, you want to rest him uh, to play next week. So I, I would avoid Tyreek Hill uh, in this game, even though the matchup is great for him. I just I, I don't think he's one hundred percent. Evans has been great, and you know he's just the main guy there now with everybody being hurt. So seven thousand eighty-two is not a bad price for him. You mentioned Deontay at sixty-seven and seventy-two. I like CD Lamb. Like if this game plays close, you know, until a boneheaded mistake from Jimmy G, I think Lamb is going to have a lot of catches. This Niner secondary can absolutely be picked on. So if Dak isn't getting uh, constantly harassed, he's going to have time, and I think he'll find Lamb. For a couple big ones. As far as your cheap options go, I don't hate Ayuk at 5,200. Chase Claypool all the way down at 4,700 got in the end zone last week. You know, and we saw Jamar Chase pick on Ward all game. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be Claypool's guy in this game as well. So I think that could pay off. Cedric Wilson is probably my favorite buy out of both the slates that we've mm-hmm. talked about at 43 and 6,000 just because he's played great. Amari Cooper is in there, but Amari Cooper is clearly to me not playing at 100%. So I like Cedric Wilson at 43 and 6,000. We've seen Ray Ray McLeod be a big part of the Steelers offense late in the season at 36 and 49. Uh, don't hate Juwan Jennings at 37 and 52. And like you said, Pringle torched the Steelers last time at 39 and 54. He is also a good buy. So that's what I like in whiteouts here. Yeah, Debo is definitely worth the spend up if he can go for it. He's worth it because he's running the ball, he's throwing the ball, he's receiving the ball. He is the unicorn, Debo Samuel. So you can definitely go that route. Tyreek maybe gets overlooked this week because the injuries. I'm not going to spend up. I'd rather spend up for Debo or go down to Mike Evans personally, but it might mean a, a low a low owned Tyreek if you want to go with that angle. Deontay's always in play because Pittsburgh's going to throw it a ton. Just a matter of can Ben get it to him. I don't mind CD, but personally, I like Amari over CD. Uh, Amari's got seven or more targets in, in three of the last four games, um, actually in three straight and four last five games. And in those four games, he has at least 10 PPR points. He's found the end zone in three of those five games. He has six red zone targets in the last three games. So Cooper's quietly getting the done where CD's got like the Jamar chase over the top ability, but he's just not getting the target share right now. That could easily change this weekend. But I, I, I'll, I'll take Amari Cooper for a little bit cheaper out of those two. Um, and then you can go chase Claypool. I'd rather just go all the way on to Raymond McLeod personally. He's getting equal target share, if not more, of a target share. It's not his fault that Big Ben just can't throw. I think he's caught 18 of his last 35 targets. I don't blame <laughs> Ray Ray McLeod for that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So um, I think he's still a phenomenal value at 36 and 49. I'm with you 100% on Cedric Wilson at 43 and 6,000. Six targets each of the last two games, six or more targets in his last three starts, essentially. He's fine in the end zone. He had a, um, a big game the first time, um, or he didn't face San Francisco. He had a big game last week with the two touchdowns. So I love him at 43 and 6,000. I think he's definitely one of the better plays on this slate. And then you got McCole Hardman and Byron Pringle. I'm good with either one of them, preferably to save for Pringle, who's already had great success against Pittsburgh to begin with. So 
a lot of ways to go there. The one last guy I will mention, if you want to go full yellow, Jawan Jennings of San Francisco is 37 and 52. Two touchdowns last week. He's been getting more and more used each and every week in that offense. And when Debo and Ayuk are kind of just doing their thing, Jawan's been getting some good looks there. Jawan's been getting the looks when it's not a Kittle week. Let's put it that way. Right. And you never know really what it's going to be because if they're running the ball well, Kittle's blocking, so it's not a Kittle week. Then then he goes out and puts up 40 points. Like you, right. It's tough to tell. So if you want to go in a tournament, I think Jawan Jennings is interesting at his price point. Uh, tight end is loaded. Kelsey, Gronk, Kittle, Schultz, oh, Goddard, Fryermuth. Like I'm just not going any farther because that's just ridiculous. You can pay for anybody here. Play two uh, tight ends this week. Yeah, you you can. You absolutely can. And I know that's been one of your favorite strategies the whole year. I mean, Kelsey is a great buy at 67. I think Gronk, with all the pieces missing and his red zone propensity, is a great buy at 64 and 74 as well. Like you said, Kittle can go off at any point. Schultz has been a red zone option for the Cowboys all year long. Uh, Goddard, Philly should be losing, and Goddard's the number one target. So I'd rather buy him than Devontae Smith or Jalen Rager. Did you see that thing that said Jalen yeah. Rager, less yards than Henry Ruggs, yep, and Henry yep. Ruggs went to jail in week eight. So yep. uh, just incredible how bad he's been. But Pat Fermuth, probably my favorite for the price at 42 and 54. Once again, don't hate Cameron Brait at 28 uh, as well. Uh, you know, guy is a red zone monster. So uh, he can get in at any point. But I think Frymouth is my favorite buy. If I have to pick somebody else, I'd probably just pay up and go with Kelsey, knowing that, uh, you know, uh, Tyreek is a little bit nicked up right now. I think Kelsey is going to be a huge part of that Chiefs game plan. 100%. Kelsey's going to have a big, big role. You can afford him this week because there's tons of value elsewhere. So I love Kelsey. I think Gronk is going to be extremely money this week. We saw what he did last week. A lot of that was because they want to get the incentives. But a lot of it's because they don't have anybody else besides Mike Evans. And I think – you know, Gronk, he was banged up, but also getting a rest because he didn't really need him. This is the time for Gronk and uh, Brady to shine in a big, big way. So I like Gronk as well. I prefer Kelsey over Gronk, but like them both. I like Dal- Dalton Schultz every single week, especially if you're using Dak, pair him up together. Red zone targets, he's matched, I think, at five red zone targets for the last three weeks, double-digit points in like four of his last five. So you can go to Schultz. But honestly, points per dollar-wise, Dallas Goddard might be the best play. Because if you believe they're going to be trailing Tampa Bay, which they should be, you mentioned the number one target getter for Philadelphia is Dallas Goddard. He should be getting peppered this game. Absolutely yeah. peppered. So I think points per dollar, at least at least on DraftKings in a PPR format, Dallas Goddard is a monster for you this week. So I'm a big fan of that as well. Defense, defense, defense. Where are you going? I mean, I think my strategy for yesterday plays in the same today. I'm either going to pay all the way up and take uh, Tampa Bay because I think they have the biggest mismatch here, or I'm going to pay all the way down and take Pittsburgh and hope it works out with TJ Watt getting a million sacks and uh, the Steelers staying in the game. So I think one of the other, uh, obviously, uh, tournament play would be the Steelers crazy. They're going to be super low owned because everyone expects the Chiefs to put up 50 here. Um, But look, I played Jacksonville last week and that worked, right? So um, I I think uh, Tampa Bay or Pittsburgh, that's what I'm doing this week. Well, the beautiful thing with defense is and they got TJ Watt and company. You just need a, like a sack or two, maybe one turnover. And at that price point, it pays off. It really right. does. Even if they give up a ton of points. And that's one thing I've looked at for value defenses all the time. So if you want to go with the Steelers, I get it. I I, I totally get it. Um, obviously, the Chiefs is going to be the play I, for me against uh, Big Ben. That's where I'm going. Uh, 33 and 48. That's where I'd be heading. But I have no problem going Steelers if you really feel like uh, fading that game. But all right, folks, there you have it. We had a show come out yesterday for your two-game Saturday. 
This is your three games Sunday. You can mix them together if you'd like to get a little bit of both. And don't you worry. We're going to have a showdown Monday slate coming out for you Monday morning. We got you covered on your wild card weekend. Tons and tons of fun. But if you want to get game planning before all the shows, go download the app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store so you can get everything you need in the palm of your hands. But before we go, before we go, it's wild card weekend. So let's give out some free swag, Bogman. Let's give ah. some out. Let's mix. We're going to mix them together so people have to listen to both shows, basically, in theory, or just one and whatever. Let's give our touchdown calls of the week for the five games on the weekend. We'll leave Monday out of it unless you really want a guy from Monday. If, you, if you're going to take Cooper Cup, go for it. But um, let's have some fun here. And, again, if you guys want to play the touchdown calls of the week, you got to follow Lionstar on Twitter, at Lionstar App and at Lionstar NFL, and retweet the touchdown calls of the week from myself, Bogman, and Ryan Humphreys. And if our guys uh, score and you get chosen to be with one of us, you win some free swag. So, Bogman, wild card weekend. Who's your touchdown call of the week? Homer out. Give me Mapletron. Big, big, uh, big, big red zone target for uh, Chase Claypool. And uh, we saw Chase just torch ward a couple weeks ago. So uh, give me Claypool. Claypool. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to stick to the uh, the Sunday slate as well. And I am going to go with my boy because he didn't do force the first time. I'm going Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. <laughs> I'm going to stick with guy. him. I love Dalton Schultz because he's never too expensive and he always gets the job done. So you're going to go Claypool. I'm going to go Schultz. We'll see what Ryan Humphreys comes out with. Get you guys some free swag here on Wild Card Weekend. But again, look for us on Monday for your showdown. Listen to the other shows. Get ready for the whole weekend. Check out Bogman on Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm Matt BD Intrick. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pre-Snap Podcast presented by Line Star App. Please like, comment, subscribe, and rate for good karma in your fantasy football games.